Hello, beautiful, and welcome to Finding Fertility. I'm your host, Monica Cox from FindingFertility.co, and I created this podcast to help get you to start thinking outside of the box and realize that your infertility might have nothing to do with your lady bits. Rooted in functional medicine and personal experience, Finding Fertility is all about looking at the whole body and finding the root cause of your infertility. Finding Fertility does not diagnose, prescribe, or treat any issues of infertility but what we do is take a holistic approach and improve your diet and your lifestyle to get you steps closer to creating your dream family just by being here with me listening to this podcast you're already going down the right path to making your dreams come true let's do this together happy friday all it is september 25th it is the end of the month i can't believe how fast september went by again i hope you are feeling confident in some of the big changes that you have made over the last few months however long you have been on this journey of rediscovering your body finding your food intolerances and finding what stresses you the f out and discovering ways that you can take control of those things lower your inflammation and increase your fertility in all areas of your body we're going to be having a few slots open back up again in the new month for one-on-one coaching so if you are ready to take control of your journey, get the guidance, the support, the knowledge, the friendship, and the accountability that you need to stick to some of the big diet changes, lifestyle changes that you know you need to make, and help you figure out what else you can do. Maybe you feel like you're doing everything already and it's just not working. That's what I'm here for. I help you discover the root cause of your infertility and what areas that you need to improve on, which could be your gut health, your endocrine system, support those adrenals. There's a lot of little areas in our body that can trickle down to disrupt our fertility. Remember, this can include functional testing to really get deep down into what's going on and help us find some of the hidden factors that we couldn't really see on the surface of things. So if you are ready to take control head over to the website findingfertility.co check out the one-to-one coaching packages sign up for the waitlist and i will get back to you asap with a start date and we'll make things happen the right things let's get the right things happening for you on today's episode we welcome jennifer robertson she is an aussie and she has a passion to help women increase their fertility through their mindset she has an incredible story of how she became a mother and how she has survived all the ups and downs of what infertility truly is. So without further ado, let's get to today's episode. Welcome, Jennifer, to the Finding Fertility podcast. We're super excited to have you on because you have a pretty amazing fertility story. So I want you to take us back to your beginning and tell us all about it. Oh, thank you for having me. Oh my goodness. I love you. I love this podcast. It's all amazing. So thanks for, for having me. Now, 
in terms of my fertility story, how, how long do we have? <laughs> it's one of those ones with lots of twists and turns. So I got married, you know, I had the perfect path, you know, up until that stage, you know, I was very much a type A personality. I had worked hard my whole life to get the perfect job and the perfect career and the perfect promotion. And then, you know, the perfect husband and the perfect house and the white picket fence. And so obviously on our honeymoon, we decided that we were going to start having a baby. I was 33 at the time. So that's kind of prehistoric infertility years. Um, but yeah, I had the dream of of the pregnancy and all of that. And I remember the first morning when I left that pill in its packet for the first time, it was like this most exhilarating feeling, this, this feeling of hope and anticipation. And, and six months into our journey was the crash landing for me. You know, we tried for six months and nothing happened. And so we sought help from the professionals and, the tests came back that my husband had a low sperm motility. And so they just went straight into IVF. That was the solution that, that they gave us. And I was so desperate just for a solution that I didn't, I didn't question anything. I just said, yeah, sure. IVF, that's the solution to our problems. So we went down that path and halfway through our first cycle, they discovered that I wasn't getting a lining on my uterus. And so, you know, our fertility specialist at the time said, okay, we'll deal with it. We'll just get these eggs, these frozen embryos. And I think we ended up with about five frozen embryos after that. And then we, we tried everything, you know, she tried everything from, um, when I say everything, I mean, you know, tablets and hormones and, and all of those different things that were pumped into my body. And, and eventually she just kind of, I remember the day that, she was sitting across from the table from me or from the desk from me. And she was like, well, I don't know what we do next, you know? And, and that was it. So she basically gave up on us. And so we spent the next six months just floating, floating. We tried the diets. We went and saw a homeopath. I did acupuncture. I Googled, I did all of that. And we just kept on seeing all of our friends around us falling pregnant. And it was one of the most frustrating periods because we just didn't know. We were just, it was like we were throwing shit on the wall, just waiting for it to stick and nothing was sticking. So eventually we decided that we would go back to modern medicine and we found another fertility specialist. And once again, went through another six months of exploratory surgeries, all of the different things. You know, we tried Viagra pessaries and nothing would work. Were yeah. you transferring the embryos back in? No. So we didn't even get to that point. Oh, okay. Like it was, so there, was no, have... there was no point. We had this goals in the bank, you know, we yeah. had these, this gold frozen. We just couldn't do anything with it because there was no point of even transferring. They weren't even, because it would have just nothing to stick to. And so I remember the day that our fertility specialist kind of sat us down and said, there's no other way that you're going to fall pregnant except surrogate. Like you're going to have to find someone to do that. And we were lucky enough that a couple of months beforehand, my sister-in-law had watched us struggling for, I think we'd been on this journey for a, a year or so by now. And she'd seen us struggle and she'd said to us, Oh, I'll have a baby for you. You know, and, and at the time it wasn't serious. 
And I remember after that appointment, we, we sat in the car with, with her on speakerphone. You know, we didn't even take her out to dinner or anything like that. We, we just sat there and said to her, so you know how you said that you wanted to, you know, you'd have a baby for us? Well, will you have a baby for us? Like in the car, on speakerphone, just asking for her to have a baby for us. It was just, it's mind blowing. But we were so desperate at that point. We just wanted an answer. And, and yeah, and she said, yeah. So we were really excited. And commercial surrogacy is not legal here in Australia. So in order to have a baby via a surrogate, like you, you can't pay them you have to find some amazing person who is going to go through all of that with, with you. And, you know, it took another six months until we were ready to be able to do that. And we just thought it would be smooth sailing from there. It was one of those other moments where you're like, yes, we're here. This is going to finally happen for us. This is our, yeah. this is our path now. And, and it took two years. It took two years. It took nine IVF cycles. I, I can't even remember the number of transfers we did. Nine IVFs. So you did yeah. one and you had eggs on ice. Mm-hmm. Did you use those embryos? Yes. So yeah. um, the first one we did, um, so it transferred and nothing. So no, it just didn't, didn't take negative pregnancy test. And the rest they thought out and they didn't, they didn't survive survive. the thawing. And then then you went on to do eight more cycles or nine more cycles? Eight more cycles. Eight more cycles and collected eggs every time. No, there was one, I remember one cycle that we had and there was, there was no eggs, no eggs came from it. Like I went into that cycle with follicles and by the time they retrieved them, that there was none. And, and that that's probably one of the low points that I really recall on my journey. It's one of those points where, cause you, you set yourself up and you go through this whole process in an IVF cycle. Not only are you pumping through your, you know, your body full of hormones and drugs and, and spending copious amounts of money on it, but it's the emotional toll as well. It's that anticipation and the planning and the hope and doing all of those things. And then we finally got to the end and, you know, I woke up in recovery and you look at your hand cause you're like, how many eggs did I get? And there was zero, like there was a freaking zero on my hand. And that's the first time that I actually, like it broke me. Like yeah. I just laid there. And it was just, I wish people could see my face. I mean, because that's so much like when I hear women go through more than two cycles in a year, my, I feel the pain in my stomach, my, like my, like it drops for them because I know the toll that one IVF plays on you and to do eight. So how, eight IVFs and, and what was your time frame? Um, it took us two years. Two that was across years. two years. I know. It's I, I literally could cry right now for you because. Oh, it, even just saying it, like I, like I feel like I could actually cry right now. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And, but, but this is the length that we put our body through, you know, like it, we just go and we ran, like yeah. we just put our head down and, you know, it was it was at that point I, I was completely consumed by my fertility journey, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that we go through a life cycle of it and, yeah. and you know, I have a book out now and, you know, like I've coined it the fertility consumption life cycle and it's that point where, you know, you start and, and your fertility journey forms this little part and it's exciting and then the longer that you're on it, 
like it consumes more of your finances, it consumes more of your time, more of your mindset. And then all of a sudden, one day you wake up and you can't even remember who you are anymore. Like it has completely consumed you and the crazy thoughts that you're having. And, and you look in the mirror and you're like, what, what happened? And, and that's where we were. I couldn't see a way out. All I saw was what I had done my whole life was just, if I just work harder, if I just push a little bit further. And of course, we don't acknowledge our feelings. We're just kind of like, I'm okay. I'm okay. You know, I just got to get to the end. You know, I'll deal with that shit later. I just got to get to the end here. And that's what we did. But we didn't just do it alone. Like we, we, we dragged our sister-in-law on the journey with us and it still breaks my heart. Like she is such a trooper that she did it. Even after a miscarriage, you know, she pulled herself up and she went again and like, wow, it's just so incredible. And it's not until I wrote about it that we didn't remember how many cycles we went through. I actually had to retrieve the medical records. Oh yeah, (laughs) totally. You do. I think it's a um, coping mechanism of what you forget. Yeah, I rem- I just filled in a form and they're like, list your journey. And I'm like, I don't even know when my first IVF was. Like, I don't like, okay, let me work out those years and what month you do just like want to push it to one side. Yeah. And mm. you think you're never going to forget. You think, oh, I'll never forget this moment or I'll never forget these dates. And yeah, it's like delete. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So eventually we... You know, we got there and after two, two years and Luca was born and he's five years old now. And two weeks after he was born, I, you know, Renee, our beautiful, my beautiful sister-in-law still had the scars, like the, the stitches in her from her cesarean section from having him. And I fell pregnant naturally. After five years, we'd been trying then for five years and two weeks later, I fall pregnant naturally. I just, it was one of those moments where I was shocked. I felt guilty that we dragged someone else along and I was pissed off as well. I was so pissed off that I could do this myself, you know, all along and so I really, I didn't think about why at the time, you know, how did this happen? Because, and that's the question I get from a lot of people in my community is, well, what did you, what did you do? And my first reaction is, well, nothing, you know, nothing physically, but mentally everything changed for me. Absolutely everything. I went from, you know, being, branded as infertile and having this deep seated frustration for everyone else around me that was able to fall pregnant quite easily. Like, you know, I I was, I held on to so many emotions on my journey that it's, it's amazing that I was able to stand upright and keep on going, but I held on to it all. Whereas when I finally became a mum, I was able to release that and I was no longer focusing on what I didn't have and the struggles 
and all of those things. You know, I had, I was on maternity leave. So I'm a very, I'm a very driven person. So I had a career as well. I was in the finance industry. I was the chief financial officer at a, a, a multi-million dollar iconic brand here in Australia. And and I just kept on pushing, you know, I was goals and, and all of those different things. And and I was on maternity leave now. So I didn't have the stresses of work and all of those things around me. And it was just the culmination of that release. That's what I truly believe in. And that's, you know, what I work with my clients on is, is working, how can they find that release? Like right now, not when you get your baby, but right now, how can they let go of all of the stuff that they've been holding onto and the what ifs and the self-punishing thoughts and the self-limiting beliefs, how can they let go of that so that they can, you know, invite their baby or just a little bit of joy back into their lives? Because this journey does have a way of stripping it all from us. Yeah. I mean, the one thing is, is that we feel so time poor. Once you get that infertility diagnosis, that's it. You feel like you there's not enough time in the world to achieve your dreams. So you rush. And like you say, you run and you do everything possible. Now, our journey probably was a little bit longer because my husband took the lead on cycles and on IVF cycles. And he's like, he doesn't smoke weed, but he kind of acts like it. The time to give your body the permission to heal and relax, and especially type A people, you don't have to go through extreme diet changes to heal your body. You have to go through extreme slow the fuck down changes to heal your body. Once you realize that, that pushing things is not going to get you there any faster. And I'm sure you feel the same way. If I would have slowed down to one, figure out what the issue is, um, you know, like diet wise, and worked on my mental emotional health i would have saved myself close to five years i would have saved mm. myself you know fifty thousand dollars <laughs> like, but you go into this not knowing that it's going to take you so long like i've never heard anyone go oh well i didn't really take as long as i expected this will always take longer than you expect so you go into the attitude going oh well this is just going to be a year so i can you know I'll, I'll just get the solution in a year and then all of a sudden here you are you know seven years later and it wasn't the end for us you know so i fell pregnant naturally which was amazing and then nine weeks later i had a miscarriage, which was one of those, I've never been angrier in my life. I'll be completely honest mm. with you. You know, like I, I had gone through this whole process to get this beautiful baby and, and I had a newborn and yet I was still mourning, you know, a, a miscarriage. So I just, I felt like I was truly being fucked over by the fertility gods. Like this is one of these moments where I'm like, are you kidding me? You know, it was like, it just wouldn't end. And, but it gave me this hope as well. It gave me hope that, okay, well, I did it once. Uh, yeah. I can do it again, you know, and we were trying, not trying, you know, like yeah. I, I didn't tell my husband that I was trying, but after, you know, after five years of, as women, I went into my fertility journey. I had no idea what my cycle was like. 
I had been on the contraceptive pill for almost 16 years. And I used to skip my period too because it was inconvenient. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so like I had no idea what it looked like and I, I didn't even know how to fall pregnant. I didn't know what a normal cycle was supposed to look like. But after five years, I can tell you everything about my body. I can yeah. tell you when I'm ovulating. I can tell you, you know, when I'm feeling bloated. I can tell. I can tell you anything. I'm so in tune with my body right now. After five years, I knew exactly when I was supposed to be having sex. Then, you know, like, it, and and I did it. And it was such a habit that I was like, I was not trying, but I really was trying in my subconscious. And then all, and six months later I fell pregnant naturally again. And, and now we've got Sophie. So it's, it's just incredible, absolutely incredible what we can endure and what we put ourselves through. Now I've written a book on it that delves into absolutely everything. And it's the most honest account of infertility. Like it takes this deep dive into the innermost secret workings of my, of my mind, all of those thoughts that were going through it. And I hope I don't get a backlash or anything like that, but I'm telling the truth and it's not just my truth. It's the truth of so many women who are out there who are struggling with infertility, who are, who are thinking that they're crazy because yeah. they have these thoughts like we like I thought that I was such a bad person because I could not be happy for my friends who were falling pregnant around me I just I didn't have the capacity to mm-hmm. and I thought that that made me a bad person whereas now I know it it's not like it that doesn't mean that you're a bad person like this is completely normal so I really want to normalize the things that are going on inside our head yeah, it's and it's a really important question to answer to give people not only just for infertility wise but for just normal life. You know, like once you're done with your infertility journey no matter what that looks like, it's not all peaches and cream after that, right? Like you have another whole can of shit to deal with and the good thing about infertility if you allow it to be it it gives you time to sort your shit out. It gives you time mm-hmm. to become that mother that you always wanted, that you always wanted to be. And I always think that my infertility journey made me a better mom. Do you feel that oh, way too? 100%, 100%. And, and I get a lot of my clients going to me, well, I don't want to be an old mom. And I'm like, I'm an old mom. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and, 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 I, and we all say that. I used to say that too, but mm-hmm. I, I don't feel like I was ready back then. I just, oh God, no. you know, I, I think that I'm a better mom now. And not that I'm saying that in order to be a good mom, you have to be an old mom, but it just really, it, it put everything into perspective for me. And I never, and and it's interesting you say, you just have to deal with your shit. And I didn't deal with anything on my fertility journey. Absolutely nothing. I just, I put a lid on it and I thought that it would magically go away. The pain, the grief, and that is what we go through. We are grieving. And I thought that it would just magically go away when I got my babies, but it didn't. And when I wrote my book, I found myself, like it took me about a year and a half to write because it was so tough so tough because I had to go back to a place where I didn't even live in it the first time. Like I just, I was just, I was just, as I said, running. And so I actually had to delve back into it and walk through it and grieve along the way and 
work out why I did what I did and where I went wrong and what I did right and all of those different things. Like it has just been the most amazing process. And now this is for the first time I can actually sit back and go, man, that was crazy, absolutely crazy. But I can now look at it and go, how amazing are we? How amazing are we as women that we that we endure this and yet we get out the other side. It's just yeah. absolutely, absolutely incredible. Yeah. Um, 100%. And the thing is, is that you're, you're eventually going to have to deal with things. I feel like if you're listening to this podcast right now, you're already dealing with it. You're already open to the fact that there are things you're going to need to deal with. And, you know, that's the sign from the universe to go, this is your time. You have time right now, right? You have time to put in those steps. This is not a magic recipe to get you pregnant because as we both know, there is no magic recipe. We can give you all the best diet and lifestyle tips out there. You know, there's no success recipe, but we both believe in our hearts that there are simple steps that you can do to help you get pregnant. And when you become pregnant, that's when I felt like when the the lifestyle the mindset stuff was really magical because if you have a miscarriage if you have a stillbirth even like both of my pregnant or both of my births were fucked up like I did not have perfect births and I just think if I didn't have the mindset if I didn't have those tools to fall back on the whole outcome would have been even worse you know, the, and I'm not surprised more women are now talking about postnatal depression, especially after infertility, because sometimes we get the band aid with the IVF or the IUIs and we haven't dealt with all of this. And then all of a sudden we feel like we can't be sad. We can't be mad because we were infertile and we, we wanted this and now we have it. And now it's not perfect. And fuck, we are, you know, and it just spirals. Yeah. Like um, we have to be positive all of the time, yeah. which is just, you know, like it's never going to happen, yeah. never going to happen. And, and yet we try to force it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100%. Tell us what your book is called. It is called the injustice of infertility, which is completely fitting. And, you know, it is the why, why is that? Is it that some of us are dealt a really shit hand when others get the dream and get to fall pregnant so easily? So it is the the injustice of why one couple, you know, one couple gets it and that we struggle year after year after year. And, yeah, it, it's just, it's my heart. It is absolutely a deep dive into everything that I went through, but it also has aspects of hope and inspiration and love and the, the lengths that that we go to to actually get the dream that we wanted so badly. And where can the listeners uh, find you and this book? Excellent. Yes. So you can get the book by jumping over to my website, which is www.yourfertilityhaven.com. And you can follow me over on Instagram as well. And my handle is Ms. Jennifer Robertson. So M S J E N N I F E R R O B E R T S O N. 
a mouthful. Great. Thank you so much. You can find all that information down in the show notes. So it's going to be easily accessible. And thank you so much for coming onto the podcast and sharing your amazing story and writing a book about it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Our pleasure. And we will see you soon. Thank you once again for tuning in to the Finding Fertility podcast. If you're loving this podcast, please leave us a rating and review and let us know how this podcast is supporting you to get steps closer to creating your dream family. I hope you have a beautiful weekend and we will see you next Friday for another episode of the Finding Fertility podcast.